0: Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, a podcast meant to satisfy all of your mysterious, paranormal, and downright creepy desires. Follow us as we explore the unusual mysteries of the world. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Taylor. And this week, during episode four, we're going to talk about... Bigfoot. Bigfoot. So Bigfoot is a pretty hot topic among the pseudoscientist community. So everyone thinks you're either you believe or you don't believe. But much like the aliens, you know. Yes. And ghosts. Yep. And yep. anything not normal. But I have a harder time believing in Bigfoot than I do ghosts, which is weird. Yeah, I agree. Because Bigfoot just seems. It seems silly. seems like a stretch. I'd like there to be a Bigfoot, to be fair, but I know this. The way we are as humans, there's no way that thing is still alive if it was one. You think so? Yeah. I think somebody would have either captured one or killed one, honestly. Yeah, and let's be real. We most, we're more likely to kill something than capture something. Yeah. So somebody would have found it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that there wasn't a ape-like creature in the past, but... Also, I think Bigfoot's kind of scary. Yeah. A big, yeah. A big, giant creature. I mean, bears are scary. I don't think bears are scary. I mean, they could eat you just as much as a Bigfoot could. I'm not worried about a Bigfoot eating me because you know. I'm worried about it like crushing me with like a stone or something. Mm, yeah, that would hurt. They're always known to be throwing shit. <laughs> <laughs> those dog big big feet, Bigfoots, <laughs> say Bigfoots as like Bigfoots. L- old Big feet sounds weird. All those big feet out there. Well, you don't say deers, you say deer. All right, so we'll say big feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so our family is always arguing about Bigfoot and just yeah. like things in general, honestly. But my dad, <laughs> our dad, thoroughly believes that this guy is alive and kicking yes. and in our backyard. He claims to have heard all of the things. All the knocking, the groaning. Yeah, he is a Bigfoot. Yeah, dad is definitely a Bigfoot. He comes from a family of big feet. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't though. He's got like normal sized titties. Yes. He's a little guy. <sighs> anyway. So, we're going to start off uh, this episode with just a little, like, um, information and, like, um, I guess, like, a definition of what a Bigfoot is. So, according to the National Guard... Which is very strange, but apparently National Guard has adopted Bigfoot as their mascot. So they thought they would. Which is wild. Yeah. They thought they would just throw some information out <laughs> about Bigfoot. They have a whole website. Like they have like this whole thing. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool if you want to go to their website. Yeah. I think it's cool. Check it out. Um, but Bigfoot goes by like a ton of different names. So the Bigfoot legend is specifically associated with like mountainous areas. Um, the common name um, is Sasquatch which is hard for me to say, and it comes from, even harder for me to say, the Salish Sasquites. while the Algonquin of the north-central region of the continent refer to it as a Wetiko or a Wendigo. Mm. Um, other nations tell of a large creature, much like a man, but that has, like, special powers and characteristics. Um, look into that. It's got some weird to y'all. Yeah. So, North American settlers started reporting sightings during the late, like, 1800s and into the 1900s, with the occasional finding of, like, footprints, and, like, people's just, like, sporadic encounters, and even a few grainy photos, and obviously we all have seen the weird-ass videos, and, like, you know, just grainy images in the woods yeah with the, like the weirdly guy in bent the suit just kind of staring it's a ghillie suit and with like a nineteen, not like seventy camera yeah it's wild you but get so better I mean, photos people, of an alien nowadays people truly believe in it though i mean yeah i'm not i mean and maybe after this you guys might be believers i'm not <laughs> So uh, according to the Oregon Encyclopedia website, so over time, stories about Bigfoot have become more of like an oral tradition. So they've been passed down, and it's just kind of part of mountain folklore. Which is basically a game of telephone. Yes. I heard this, let me tell you, and by the time it gets back, you have no idea what's going on. like, yeah, did you hear about Sally down the way getting a divorce? And then it comes back, Sally down the way... Is a witch. Yeah. Yes. And she got burned at the stake. Yep. That's pretty much how it goes. But really, she just moved to Florida. Yep. (laughs) Where they all go <laughs> <laughs> So the historical record of Bigfoot in this is an Oregon country uh, Begins in 1904 Where a sighting of a hairy Wild man by settlers in the Sixes River area and the coastal range So like a lot of miners and hunters Started to report the same thing They were saying uh, we saw this big Hairy guy hanging out and um, It's creepy just, Like, imagine? I like hey John did you see that Big ass guy out there he was nude, but very hairy. No pants. pants, honestly. <gasps> Maybe he was just wearing like wool trousers. <laughs> and that's what it was. There's a giant wearing wool trousers. Maybe they have a loom. Yeah, he's been working out there. He lives off the land, and he's been making his wool trousers. Anyway, so in 1924, miners on Mount St. Helens claimed to have been attacked by giant apes. So I mean, it is 1924. Maybe these miners are, you know, they're in the opium dens and all kinds of stuff, right? Didn't miners have that? Like, I think you're thinking of like cowboys. Oh, the area. railroad. I'm thinking of that when they had like the Chinese immigrants coming to help. Yeah, that's a completely different. Anyway, type. miners could be getting wild out there in the west. I don't know. I don't think you should be high in the mine. <laughs> Maybe they. <laughs> that's why they collapsed all the time. Yeah, that was it. Uh, it wasn't like the natural they gas opium or opium got my ass. <laughs> They had like sore limbs, so they were just drinking opium. That's what you their don't medicine drink was. Opium. What did they give they them? They smoked it. Well, what was the thing they gave people when they had sore, or they had ailments? Laudanum. Isn't that opium? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, <laughs> we need not to find up that to that out. Up to date with these <laughs> medicines <laughs> of the nineteen. Now race. it's like you need an ibuprofen. Yeah. Well, they didn't have ibuprofen then. And In 1924, let's get back on track here. They were attacked by giant apes. <laughs> and the incident. Was widely reported in all the newspapers. All the what? newsies were saying, "Wild ape man attacks miners. Get your paper here. It's Get got your a giant p- ape in there. He's he's getting our miners. He's taking our coal. We have bad accents. <laughs> I never claimed to be good. Mm, I did. <laughs> so local Native Americans use this event to publicly discuss their own knowledge of. Bear with me. The to. Tisako and Harasut or the wild Indians of the woods. So, Creepy. or it could just be like some rogue Native Americans who were doing their thing. Do you think they thought these people, these really hairy people <laughs> were rogue Native Americans? I don't know. I wasn't you there. they got outcasted because they were hairy? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, maybe it's those wool guys. Remember we talked about how they were like making wool suits and they were just really into wool. Okay, <laughs> um, I don't think it's that, but it's great to hypothesize, I guess. Uh, okay, so there's been 37 notable Sasquatch sightings near the town of Harrison Hot Springs since the 1900s. Dang. So, this is another little location. Um, Hot Springs brings in lots of people, like a lot of tourists want to go up there and like experience the whole, you know, can I see a Bigfoot? Can I not? But it also draws in researchers, like this guy, Thomas Steenberg. So, Thomas has written four books on the subject. Okay, and one book is called In Search of Giants: Bigfoot Sasquatch Encounters. Da-da-da. Yeah. So, he has written several books on this topic and he this is a quote from him. He says, "I accept the possibility that the Sasquatch may turn out to be nothing more than mythological or folklore, and that alone makes it worth looking into." Um, and he lives in um the city of Mission. And he also says, "Science needs what science has always demanded: a body or a piece of evidence." See, I say this all the time. Right. You can see it. You can touch it, then it's real. Yeah, they're rationalizing it. But, I mean, it's true. If it's an animal, we should be able to capture it or get some sort of biological evidence. There are animals, Stephanie, that have been thought to be extinct for years and hey, years and you're years. The, you're the one who said you didn't think they were real. I'm just saying. I know, but this, scientifically, mm-hmm. I'm not backtracking on my own work. Okay. I have a hard time believing it because of the lack of evidence. Right. And that's hard to also say, Well, why do you believe in ghosts? Well, it's it, I got it's some evidence, y'all. It's different. And I know what I've seen. <laughs> um but there's like whole species of birds that they thought were extinct and then like they see one. Right. And they're like, This has been extinct since the early like nineteen forties or like this like cat in South America was supposed to be extinct extinct and then, then someone caught it on camera. Mm. So maybe these big feet Have adapted to technology. Maybe they're smarter than we are giving them credit. Yeah. What if the people we're seeing are like they're, you know, they're just like they're drunken idiots at the town. They're just like going on. So maybe these are like the rogue Big Feet who are not following the rules. Yeah. Hmm. They're not listening. They're not. You know. They're not going around on those guidelines. They're like, I'm just going to wander into town. Rules are made to be broken. Oh my gosh. So. Steinberg, or excuse me, Steinberg says that if the Sasquatch is real, he believes that is an unclassified primate. He gives a scientific name. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Bear with me, please. Possibly Gigantophiscus blackie, cool.
1: an extinct
0: it. ape from southern China that could have crossed the Bering Land Bridge and remained concealed in North America's vast forest. But the fact, there is no, no one's has produced any credible documentation of the Sasquatch, and that bothers him. He really wants DNA proof, like we were just talking about. He wants some biological evidence from this creature. <sighs> My thing is, okay, so this is a little sidetrack or a side note. I, you know, everybody knows what TikTok is. Mm-hmm. I was on TikTok. Right. And I saw this feller who lived in like, I, I don't know, somewhere up there, like, north pacific mm-hmm. place maybe even alaska mm-hmm. and he claimed to have caught and killed a bigfoot and he shows video evidence of this guy of this creature's head and says that he kills him all the time which if that's, i mean if these are real creatures and you're just like whoa yeah, yeah that's terrible yeah but the head is literally like the size of me in the fetal position what yeah it looks pretty real, granted, I mean you can do a lot with technology. I mean if he's in Alaska and he's got the special effects True. down like that, I don't think you should be in Alaska. I wanna I mean, are people going out there to maybe the head it out there? I don't know. I don't know. But he's like, these things are real. I have video evidence, I have pelts, I have this, I have that. What? Yeah, and I was like, Why is somebody talking to this guy? Oh. And see, the DNA thing. I, I mean, I agree with the DNA thing. Like, I just, like, from the lab point of view, like, it would be very cool to, like, be the person that discovered that and be like, oh, my gosh, this is a real thing. It would be proof. Yeah, be proof. But could it also be faked? DNA? I'm I sure. I could it not just, like, be primate? If they think it's a primate. Right. I don't know. Could it be altered? I mean, we genetically modify lots of things nowadays. Now we're diving into a conspiracy. No, I'm just saying, like, how would you know?
1: Unless I mean, you, you killed one? I'm not a scientist.
0: Or you trapped one? If they trapped one, then I'm going to believe it. If they trapped one, I'm going to be really sad. Well, I mean, how are we going to know if it's real? I don't know. I just don't trust... we can <gasps> we can trap and release. We put a tracker on it like we do all those other animals. Sure. We'll or let it go. We put them on all, ki- all kinds of things. Yeah, but then we're going it's going to take us back to their civilization. Right? Their we secret need- civilization and then we're going to come in and destroy this it. This is not Bigfoot Atlantis tales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like <laughs> center of the earth people okay i hope not they're so hairy i feel like they'd be very hot i don't know maybe it's chill in there it's cold in caves (laughs) i'm sorry okay (laughs) we gotta get back on topic here (laughs) bigfoot atlantis i want that on a t-shirt man (laughs) (laughs) okay so now um we're gonna talk about some native american bigfoot legends so Yeah, because we kind of mentioned Native Americans before and how they had an explanation for these sightings. Well, I think it's really a part of a lot of their culture or Mm -hmm. like not really their culture, like their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not I mean, obviously, I'm not a Native American, so I don't know. And I don't want to speak on something I don't know about. But this is just a little something I got to like little snippets. So the Bigfoot figure is common to the folklore of most Northwest Native American tribes. So Native American Bigfoot legends usually describe the creature as around like six to nine feet tall, which to me, I picture a much bigger creature, mm-hmm. but I like, mean like six feet. I'm like, I know that's a big creature. Six feet. Yeah. I know people that are six feet tall. Well, I know, but if it's an animal and this is a, any animal that's as large as a person is, I mean, I agree. That would be, be scary. S- it would be scary, but um, I'm intimidated. Yeah. I'd be very intimidated, but I just envision these massive like giants. In my brain, that's how I picture one. Yeah. But they usually describe them as super strong, real hairy and uncivilized. They often come with an odor that is not pleasant. (laughs) And they usually live in the woods and forage at night. So they're, I guess, nocturnal, you would say. I mean, yeah, if they're living out or excuse me, if they're out in the daytime, more people are going to see them. Yeah, So it makes sense if they are nocturnal, they're not going to be seen as much. It means Bigfoot Atlantis is not active during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so Native American Bigfoot creatures are almost always said to be unable to speak human languages. Uh, the way they communicate is through whistles, grunts, and gestures to communicate with each other. Which I thought was very... Kind of um, like primates. Yeah. A lot like primates. Because essentially these are just ancient primates. Yeah. I mean, technically... I mean, that's, that's what, what people, people think. S- yeah. Um. But so there's that goes it goes by a bunch of like different names. So um sorry. <coughs> I was trying not to burp. So the Cheyenne refer to them as the Maximista. And um I might have mispronounced that. I apologize. Um they're also known as like the hairy man or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this I don't if it's the Sioux or the Sioux Sioux-ix? I think it's the Sioux. It's a Mm Sioux? Okay. They have, I mean... They call it the Sasquatch. They call it the Sasquatch. But uh, the Maximista uh, is a large, hairy, humanoid creature, somewhat like a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot of the Northwestern tribes, only with bird-like feet. So instead of our, like, a primate or human-looking foot, it's got, like, little chicken legs. That's scary. (laughs) That's terrifying to me. And... The name Maximista literally means big monster or big spirit being. Um, it was considered a powerful and dangerous being. It was also said to be like really shy and to stay away from people. Same dog. Um, sorry. And there was probably like a lot of the, like the hairy man legend from the Cheyenne and stuff like that. It kind of all correlates, but like with the Cheyenne myth, uh, they believe that they live in like caves to the south of their tribes and stuff, and they were also known for like super shaggy body hair and no clothes. Um, and sometimes, but with the Cheyennes, they said they used tools. Mm. Uh, what tools? Those are like a shovel or forks. I don't know in what state they caught these people in. <laughs> um, fishing poles. That would be cool. Yeah, they're doing a little fishing. Spears, A little, little night fishing. Yeah, a little night fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most Cheyenne tribes, um, mentioned that the hairy man regard them as an extinct or nearly so and the hairy man clan the whew, y'all i can't say this it's hevashino i really apologize yep real try was said to um be named to honor these beings like so it's a whole nother clan that's like uh, that honors the hairy men so like they worship him i guess in a way yeah which i thought was pretty cool um i guess it's just like you know when you really like star wars or something um maybe some people get crazy out there yeah like star trek i feel like that's even bigger star trek yeah you know how there's like trekkies yeah. so these native american people this clan was a member of the Sioux or the cheyenne people and they kind of adopted him as their mascot and they, yeah they would dress in his image or they their are image. the indian national guard yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, they had their own national guard, and they were the hairy men. And of course, the United States has taken that from them. And now it's have, the national guard. Yeah, now we have taken them. We now know how the national guard was founded. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I'm gonna get canceled, probably. Uh, so the the Maximista legend is like a Native American legend, and like you said, it it just kind of. Gives a Native American explanation for this creature. Yes, but it's mainly... Like, they mainly think of these creatures as, like, spirit beings and to be honored. I don't know what... Like, how that correlates to, like, what their belief behind them. Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't find anything. I imagine, like, that's probably something they keep, like, close to the vest, you know? Right. Well, if they have a whole... A clan dedicated to this being, it's probably someone or something that they admire. Or they're like, hey, this is to be protected. Yeah. So, like... I, I just couldn't find anything like more specific about like, <clears throat> well, obviously I found variations between the Sioux and the Cheyenne, but I couldn't find like why they're such a big deal. Mm-hmm. But in my view, obviously, I I don't know. This is just me. This is my opinion. I think that they acknowledge them and they're a part of their culture because they knew, like they saw them because yeah. they lived in these mountains and these woods and these territories and they were probably not lived alongside them but like you know coexisted came in contact and then the white men came yes yeah Yeah. and they were obviously native americans are usually or tend to be more open and like loving towards all creatures on the earth and everything has a purpose but i could not find in their stories other than just like sightings and stuff why it was an honored spirit or why these people branched off into the hairy man clan yeah so if so anybody knows give yeah. us a shout out because i would love to know more about this that's true if you know anything about it and the native american legends or native american like what it means to them culturally we would love to know because that it is, is interesting that is very fascinating and oh so let's talk about some sightings so these are people who have seen bigfoot Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. Okay. It's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, they're big. (laughs) Um, So we found this website, and it is a website that is completely dedicated to proving the existence of the animal commonly referred to as Bigfoot, Bigfoot. and it's called the (coughs) Wood Ape Conservatory. Why Wood Ape? Because he lives in the woods he's an ape like creature. We don't call them jungle apes, do we? Oh my god, do we? I don't know. I thought they were just primates. Apes. I'm not sure. Anyway. So this website, they record all of the reporting sightings of Bigfoot across the United States. So you can jump on this website and you can say, I've seen this, and you can be from anywhere. And they have an investigator that determines the cred cred excuse me, the credibility of each report. And we they get it like a score. Super cool, guys. If you go to the website, super cool. Yeah, and it's pretty. Um, it seems very credible. Well, yeah. I mean, for what it is, they have. They seem to like list the evidence given and stuff like that, and like determine whether it can be backed up. Yeah, which is cool. Very so good. this one is from this encounter is from Cleveland, Oklahoma, and I'm going to read what uh, this person has written on the website. So this is in their words. We live near the OKC. And have a creek in the back of our property. My wife and I were in our car on January 7th, 2023 at 7.15 p.m. We saw the figure as we pulled into our driveway. The headlights kind of lit up, lit it up like a reverse silhouette. Creepy. Yeah. So this, was, this just happened, guys. Mm. Spoopy. Also, how do you know the exact time? Maybe they, I mean, they're in their car. It's always like, right there. I know, but like, I don't think I would remember that. I'd just be like, Bigfoot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and this is why you're not seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was down in the trees about a hundred yards from us. We think it was gray or maybe tan, maybe a light brown because of how the lights hit it. The elevation drops off by the tree line and I couldn't see its legs. I was walking at an angle. It was walking at an angle from us. It turned a little bit to its left, raised its right arm up and placed it on a tree. Pause for a brief second, then walk directly into the woods. Hang on. Hang on. Yes. So, he's just walking. They're watching. Well, they're in their car. They pull yeah. into their driveway, and they but see the guy. they're watching, and he's just, like, meandering to the edge of the woods, takes a break, just leans up against the tree, like, whew, what a day. Pretty and much. then just walks? Well, let me get to that. So, the speed it disappeared into the woods was Fast. It did not appear to run because it wasn't bobbing up and down like it was. Uh, it seemed to take large strides and was gone. It was huge. The torso was very thick, um, and so it's, its arms were very big. When we got into our house, I walked onto our back patio and could smell something like a skunk scent. Ew. This could totally be coincidental, but it's something I noticed. They are associated with bad smells. Yes. Also, that is terrifying to me. If I'm pulling up in my driveway late at night and I see a huge figure like just chilling in my yard and then it goes to run and it moves at incredible. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sleeping at all. Um, I'm, I'm putting it in the reverse and getting a hotel. Yeah. I'm calling the police, honestly. No, I'm getting my dogs. i leaving. You're going to go back into the house, get back into the car. That's wild. No. What I'm if it calling, tries to break into my house and eat my dogs? I'm calling the cops from there. What are the cops going to do? They're going to fight a Bigfoot. They're going to shoot it and kill it. Then we have proof. Continue. So, like I said before, they have, like, a little investigator who determines the credibility of the claim. Okay. And it says here, based on the trees where the figure was observed, I... This is the investigator. I could estimate the height to be at least seven six. Also, the woods were pretty thick. Um. Oh, I misread. I'm sorry. So, this is just him, the man, who was giving us the encounter info. He was talking about how tall it is or whatever. Um. They the investigator determines this is credible because somebody else was in the car and witnessed the same thing because it's more than one human and they're right and they also say that it's credible because they were able to find tracks. Oh. Yes. Creepy. Where the figure was standing. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's creepy. Yeah. What if it just watches folks like it's outside your window? Oh my See gosh. That is, is the <laughs> You know how I am about people, like, breaking into the house and, like, just watching you? This, like, fear I have of someone, like, you know, trying to get me or something. The thought of a giant monster just lurking outside in the woods watching you (laughs) live your life in your house gives me the heebie. They're just curious. He's this. listen, this is what I think him. He's probably like, why are they naked? Where's their hair? What's wrong with these midget naked people? Yeah, why do they look the way that they do? Um, so, I got another one. Dude. This one's from Oklahoma as well. And this one's from 2016. So, uh, on, it was nighttime, another evening. So, I guess it supports the nocturnal claims. Yes. So, they come out at nighttime. So, Marvin Leeper and John Harrell were patrolling the back roads of Ataka County, located in southeastern Oklahoma to test leapers recently purchased dash camera so they're out there with their little camera both men are faculty members at the murray state college in oklahoma leaper is an english professor and Harwell teaches biology so we've got like some people we've got two educators out there in the woods testing a camera so because they're educators do you find them more credible than well this guy's a biologist so i know but I don't know is it because they have a higher education that you would find them more well i I think when people of a higher not like like of a higher social standing see something it becomes more credible to the whole world oh i hate that i do too i hate that i just did that because i thought the same thing i'm like oh they know what the fuck they're talking about yeah (laughs) i hate that i did that it's the human way well now i feel bad why the other people might have seen something they didn't Talk about their—they could be freaking like biochemists. That's true. They didn't say their profession. That's true. So, Leaper, he headed to the area or whatever, whatever, and then um they went to this area because forty years earlier, his friend had experienced—they had a weird encounter with a wood ape. Okay, so they they decided they're going to go test their new camera they're going to see if they can find some evidence so they had they had this encounter 40 years previously so these are older people and they're going out there to see if they can catch anything out i love that. i mean that's cool like this must have really happened to them because they they've been thinking about it for a long time 40 years is a long time yeah and like something happening right now when i'm in my 60s Mm -hmm. i'm not going back and just being like man i wonder if i can recreate that experience yeah Okay, so the men arrived at the location of Leaper's previous encounter around midnight, and they proceeded to let the woods settle while scanning the area using infrared, thermal, and acoustic instrumentation. Wow. Yeah. So they have been prepping for this event. They mean business. Mm Mm-hmm. The men did not observe nor hear anything other than the familiar animal activity. 30 minutes later, the duo decide to take a short walk down to the nearby creek and check for signs of wood ape activity. Mm. So approximately 25 yards from the truck, Harold spotted a human-like footprint in the mud and immediately called attention to it. Leaper closely examined the print and determined that it was likely made by a wood ape. Both men then noticed multiple footprints forming a track in a single file pattern Coming from the creek and going towards a nearby fence. So, do you think it was just like, oh, I want to see a car? Like, do you think they, like the car altered its path so it moved? Well, I'm or thinking... was it already in that path? Yeah, I think that this was probably a path they've taken a lot. If we believe that these were, you know, this really happened. If it's a worn down path and they see multiple tracks and there's, they're leading in the same direction. But this giant thing could make any path but worn down. Well, they're saying they saw multiple tracks. I know, I mean, different sizes. Oh. Mhm. Misunderstood. My bad. Continue. No, it's fine. It's a lot of information. That is a lot. Yeah. It's a very detailed synopsis I of the like event. I like the detail. Yeah. That also yeah. gives it more credibility to me. Mhm. Yeah, details matter. The trackway consisted of nine prints. Okay. Uh they were 28 feet in length. So, I guess the track itself was 28 feet. So, the trail was 28 feet in length. Seven of the footprints were well-defined, and the other four um, had clear toe definitions, and they attached a photo to this. Was Was it pretty clear? I didn't look at the photo. I'm sorry. I just just read it. I mean, I believe it. Heel to toe distance between the prints was 36 inches. That's a big foot. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. Uh, the impressions didn't show an arch. So the it's men flat footed, mm-hmm. the men believe that they um there was a mid tarsal break. So these people, these people know what they're looking for. Well, he's a biologist. Well, they were like, the toe is broken. So, yeah. My thing is, it took me a second to register when you said from heel to toe, the distance. Yeah. Hill the heel to length toe. that was the length of the foot. I'm like, it took yes. me a second to register mm-hmm. that because, like, my goodness. Yeah. So, the track was 28 feet. The impression in the ground, all the footprints were, it's 28 feet long. That's where yeah, they Yeah, so I know that. I'm just talking about, like, here's the heel, here's the toe. 36 inches, baby. That's, like, my torso. Yeah. It's wild. It's a, it's a big foot. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> both men returned. Or, wait, I lost my spot. So, the tracks are approximately 24 hours old. That's what they could determine. Based in the mud, like, impressions and stuff and how it must not have, yeah, the rain and stuff. Um, Both men returned to the track site later in the day and made a plaster of one of the better defined tracks, the left foot specifically. And the recovery of the cast was complicated by impending rain and the appearance of a couple of teenage boys who were fishing in the creek. Mm. So they left to go get what they needed and they came back and people had been walking around okay i gotta say it you've been prepping for 40 years you don't bring a cast kit with you i mean i'm with you on that but the investigator again says that since they were able to get some sort of cast that that's it's pretty credible evidence no they didn't see it they didn't capture any footage but they did find like footprints of various sizes, there was a the biggest one they found was a thirty six inch from heel to toe, so and it's there like were a others. Family, maybe. Oh, they're just like out for a walk with the kids, and one of them's got a broken toe. Somebody had a broken toe. Ow. yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, so they find this one pretty credible. This was from two thousand sixteen, and the one previously was from this, this year. year. Yeah, just recently. Um. But again, this website is cool. If you're interested in other sightings, you can go to the Wood Ape Conservatory and you can see there's lots of them. And they're all rated by this investigator or investigators different degrees of credibility. So you can go through and check it out and see all the different claims. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Excuse me. So now we're going to talk about some Georgia sightings. And the first one I'm going to speak about is um, from the North Georgia area. Our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So someone recently filmed what they claim is the mysterious creature of Bigfoot in the woods of North Georgia. Mm-hmm. So the video, which was shared by the Cryptid University, they have an Instagram account. I want to go check it out. Shows shaky footage of what appears to be a large ape-like animal with black fur bending over behind some trees in the distance. So when the creature fully stands, it looks taller and bigger than a human. It then walks off as the person filming behind, uh, filming hides behind a tree. Of course, you're going to be hiding. I mean, yeah. No one's going to be like, hey, come here. What's your name? What's your name? Tony. (laughs) Don't. I'm going to start laughing. (laughs) Okay, stop. Commenters on the video are obviously torn between if it's real or not so some comments were like this is the best footage i've seen in a while that thing was huge that's what she said and some others said they do all sorts of things for attention down in georgia which we resent and sometimes we do though have they seen florida (laughs) that's true stop knocking georgia yeah anyway and then someone (laughs) this is my favorite comment personally just because it's very funny so it says filmed in twenty twenty one with a flip phone <laughs> and no backstory location or anything. Obviously not true. Yeah. I mean, um, come on. However, there are some uh experts. I guess if you can be an expert in a field it's not proven. <laughs> I'm a demonologist. Sorry. <laughs> um they said that uh this could be real. So Seth Seth breeds love. Um He makes all these documentaries and stuff. He was a filmmaker behind On the Trail of Bigfoot. um, Told the Daily Star that this subject seems to be very large, but the movement possibly gives away the potential for some trickery. Hmm. The subject seems to be looking down at the ground as it turns, indicating it might be a person in a suit who is having some difficulty judging the forest floor. So that makes me think it is more than likely a hoax. Yeah, but because if you're wearing a suit, you can't see straight out. You got to look down at your feet. I agree. Mm-hmm. But they, he also goes on to say that it could be real. He doesn't want to discredit, obviously, anything. Because that's his job, y'all. Mm-hmm. He don't, you know, you can't lose that paycheck. Right. And he he's a B- Bigfoot scientist. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I have to start, Can you imagine me like, Mom? I have I a PhD make- in big feet. Sorry. Sicily. <laughs> silly. Like introducing your spouse to your family. You know what? Your this family. makes sense, though, that that one was from Georgia. Yeah, but I have another one from Georgia. Okay. But this is from South Georgia. Okay. <laughs> if anyone wanted to know. So, um, <coughs> locations and names are obviously out. And you're going to find out why. So, this woman met a man who was accompanied by pretty much his whole family. And they were just talking, chit-chatting. And he decided to tell her. His um, story on Bigfoot. So the farmer tells this woman um, that he's going to keep this location super vague because they don't want, obviously, their own identity known or the location of this farm that he was running. Right, because it's a privately owned place, and you know how people hear things and yeah. they go. So this man uh, took a job as a caretaker for a hunting ranch in South Georgia. It's roughly like a 1,000 acres. It's pretty big. And that's huge to me. Mm-hmm. So, when he took the job, the owner of the property said he might hear some stories, but did not pay it any mind. Because, you know, it's just like talk or whatever. Yeah. So, him and his family moved on the property, and they lived there for approximately like six months when he caught a hog in one of the hog traps. So he goes down to see like oh man i gotta get this thing out you know <laughs> he's like hi dang <laughs> nine o'clock at night jeopardy's on i've gotta get my hog <laughs> i don't think he was his i think it was more of a nuisance situation oh i gotcha yeah, i don't it's sad yeah anyway so he leans over this pen and he noticed that the hog was not looking at him which was it's just weird because, you know, obviously he's the apex predator in this situation. Right. And you're probably like thinking, oh, my the God, what's going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. So the hog was looking out front of the pen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what is this thing looking at? So he looks up and <clears throat> sorry. What he saw was this huge, hairy man walking on two legs away from the trap. He states the man was massive. He was five feet wide at the shoulder and roughly nine to ten feet tall. Scary. I don't know about y'all, but that's a no for me, dog. And like, that what happened. Like, did the guy like, like, he run just, away? Yeah, he ran away. I mean, you'd have to. I'd run. So this is my, this is my thing. Why I think the Bigfoot just like wandered up because it caught the hog. The pin caught the hog and he was like, oh, free dinner. Yeah. So, and then he scared it off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Guy almost quits his job. I mean, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be out. So, he wrestles with it for a while, but decides he's going to stay. Um, and then he starts asking around some of the hunters on the property and there's like people around, and um, he wants to get some answers. So, apparently, it was generally accepted that there was a family of these creatures that lived on this property. Wait, what? Yeah. So, these people in this area. I mean, we can't drop names or anything like that. I don't know any, I don't know any names, nothing. It was that vague. Mm. So this, t- this community is saying they've always I know the been lady, here. But well, I don't know who she's talking about. And she won't right. talk about it. Right. And. Um, well, it's important to protect people's privacy. I mean, I agree, but like, come on, I gotta know. Um. But anyway, so like this whole, these all these hunters that go out there and pay to hunt on this property, um, have been talking about it. They've seen these things. So, some people have said that they've seen like a mom and a child, while some others say they have seen like um, a teenager and a younger one swinging through trees. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess like playing around. It's like having a good time. Yeah, they're kids. Yeah. And apparently, on this property, it's an unspoken rule that you are not allowed to shoot these creatures. Like, so they really they wholeheartedly believe this. Yes. Like so, it's more a than huge, one person has seen these yeah, these creatures. It's a huge thing. That's why that is why he will not tell anybody where this is, to yeah. protect the creatures, and the people who live there, and it, and himself, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So it's funny to me because the owner was like, oh, "I'll just don't pay any attention." Yeah. So I don't know if he accepts it, but the people that hunt the property, they accept it. They because they've seen it. I like this encounter story the best so far. Oh, I love it. That's why I wanted to share. Yeah. So, apparently, um, homeboy could sit on his porch, and he could hear these creatures, like, howling, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which is, you know, all the stories say they don't know, like, English or a language like we would speak. And his two younger daughters were hunting in a tower blind, which is, like, this... Blind box that's like up high that you have to climb up to. It's kind of like a water tower, but smaller. Mm-hmm. And they called him one day in a panic, like "Dad, get out here! Something's happening!" And apparently, the big male, the one that he had have his first encounter with, um was throwing like field stones at the side of the blind. Now, oh tower goodness. blinds are cal- called a tower blind for a reason because it's on a tower, mm-hmm. and that's pretty high up in the air yeah it's scary and apparently these field stones were the size of footballs so whoever or whatever is throwing these rocks has got to be strong yeah field stones are like little boulders yeah so the girls obviously they're hunting they have weapons mm-hmm. they are terrified and waiting on dad to come get them and Right as dad pulls up, he sees one girl is apparently going to try, one of his daughters is going to try to shoot it. Oh, my God. And he says, no, don't, don't shoot it. He ran out to help, and b- he was screaming, like, don't do this. Like, just, like, I'm I'm here. I'll, let me handle it. He looks and sees that the creature is gone. It's run away by the time that he had got everything settled down. Mm-hmm. So he puts the girls in the car, and then he's like, I'm going to go investigate, see what's going on. And he asks, like, you know, Did you shoot anything? And they said no and never got, they never shot. They were just terrified. Like, they didn't know what to do. So, while he's investigating the area, the only thing he found was a freshly killed deer. And not with a gun. Oh, wow. Its neck had been broken and had been, something had been eating on it. And not, it, it said when, like, eating on it, it wasn't like, like a coyote or like something like that because they tend to they don't leave first of all they don't leave their food mm-hmm. and um yeah that thing had been uh just like roaming mm-hmm. the field eating a deer and then was like I'm oh, gonna we'll throw some rocks at this guy well maybe he heard them maybe they were like, talking or something like that and maybe he didn't like the fact that they were hunting because oh. he that was his hunting area oh so over time I, uh, this event really. I think sealed the deal for him leaving his job because it put his kids in danger. Mm -hmm. So he ended up quitting. Mm -hmm. And while they like, while he's telling this story, uh, his daughters are there. And one daughter would not even speak on it because she was so traumatized. Oh my goodness. Terrified. They moved. Wow. And I don't like, I didn't ever like, he never said that they were like a, like a malicious presence. Right. They were just there. And I'm like, this whole county or this whole area This knows community, yeah. that these things, there's a whole ass family out there. That's crazy. This is the scariest little encounter story. Like, man. Yeah, but my, like, he's throwing stones. It just makes me think, like, they don't know if they are real and this is a true story and this guy right. is not just fabricating things. Yes. he. These creatures have no idea what we are. Right. They're, he was trying to get them to go away yeah he's like get out of here man it's i mean not... i'm sure he could have climbed the tree and attacked them but instead he was throwing stuff at them trying to get them to go away yeah like it i feel like if it wanted to hurt him it could have it yeah easily yeah i mean if you can catch a deer by the way yeah you fast yeah you fast, fast. which is scary yeah or he was just like probably like standing there and was like mm. or like jumped down out of a tree onto it Oh, that's terrifying yeah <sighs> also anyway. While we're, you know, talking about the Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. And we live in North Georgia, y'all. So we're going to throw a little shout out to our Bigfoot Museum. Yeah. So like we said <laughs> at the very beginning, <laughs> people in this area love Bigfoot. Like, we have a museum. It's a pretty big museum, too. Um, So you can go on their website and, like, look at stuff. Like, it doesn't give you a lot of information because they want you to buy tickets. Yeah. And I would always tell you buy some tickets um support our local community yeah um it's pretty cool they take you on tours Mm -hmm. and like it's fun for kids and stuff like that and if you are um and it's really inexpensive like yeah i mean we aren't they don't know that we're talking about them or anything it just seems like a cool experience we're not we're not trying to like promote anything to get money this is just it's cool yeah and And it kind of goes along it's on topic yeah it's perfect Mm -hmm. perfect for topic but um yeah it's called expedition bigfoot and um you can buy all this cool stuff you can have like people around town if you ever notice have like bigfoot stickers you can buy the big cutout silhouettes Mm -hmm. put in your yard which i find creepy yeah but if you're ever in north georgia and you want to have some fun with your fam family and friends go look at some bigfoot artifacts that are apparently genuine yeah i've (laughs) never been we're gonna have to check it out now that we've like talked about bigfoot uh been in the parking lot once oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> anyway so guys that's bigfoot what you think you guys think it's real no no okay guys well we'll see you on another episode of sisterhood of secrets bye, bye. make sure you follow us on our instagram account sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets and our facebook page sisterhood of secrets If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.